the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning, and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. This is Wendy Jones. I'm your host. And each and every week, we do the best we can to bring pertinent, amazing information that will help you as you age. And I like to say we prepare you for tomorrow, today. (laughs) And that's what we're doing on this program. And this week's topic is going to be a little unique because I really feel like it crosses a broad spectrum of people, not necessarily seniors only, but all people so that we're better prepared in situations. So sitting across from me on the table today is Jennifer Whitback. And she is from the Rochester Hills Fire Department. She has been a firefighter for 11 years and is now the fire and life safety educator. So we are blessed because she is here to share information with us. So we're all better prepared. I guess my big thing in life is let's be prepared for what's going to come. Let's let's start pre-planning. Let's think ahead. Let's get a, be a step ahead of everything. Let's not be so reactionary and like, oh, I had no idea. What do I do? There's a lot of education out there. We just have to open our eyes, open our ears, and pay attention to it. So thank you, Jennifer, for being here today. I am very, very grateful you are with us. Oh, thanks for having me. This is an opportunity I I couldn't refuse. So getting information out there for seniors and the general public, like you said, is important. And this is just another avenue that we have to share. It really is. And you do so much. So first, I want to say thank you. Thank you to you personally for your 11 years of all the all the situations that you've been put in personally Mm -hmm. to help other people. There's something about, you know, the police and the fire department, those that are serving unconditionally, right? Right. Doesn't matter who you are. If you're in trouble, I'm there for you. Yep. And it, it doesn't matter where you come from. Um, if you have a situation and you need help, we're there to, to do that for you. And we love what we do. So it's just nice to be able to give back. I love it. I really do. So let's talk first. Let's just talk about the Rochester Hills Fire Department and okay. what you're doing in 
the community for seniors because you do offer a lot of programs to our seniors. We do. We do. Um, we're a part of MI Prevention, which is through the state fire marshal's office. And we're able to offer because of a grant through that um, organization. We can offer free smoke alarms, free carbon monoxide alarms, bed shakers for those who take their hearing aids out at night. They may not hear that smoke alarm. Oh, never so heard of a bed shaker. This is good. It is a phenomenal device. They're expensive and most insurances don't cover them. So it's nice that we can offer them for free. It's a, um, it looks like an alarm clock and it has a pod connected to it that goes between the mattress and the box spring. And when it hears the alarm, the smoke alarm or the seal alarm go off, it shakes the bed. It has a white light on it that flashes and it has, it says smoke or CO across it. So it notifies that person who may not hear on that decibel level, they may not hear that smoke alarm. It notifies them that there's an emergency in their home. Well, and this, you bring up such a great point because most people absolutely mm-hmm. take their hearings out, hearing aids out at night. Why would you they sleep do. with it in? Exactly. And then what do you do when there's a problem? Right. And they're not going to hear that. So um, every step that we can give to seniors to help preserve them, you know, it used to be we had 17 minutes to get out of our home in a structure fire. Now we have two. And so any advantage that we can give to the general public to be notified early enough to um, put parameters in place um, that helps mitigate those issues and helps them be notified sooner I'm glad that we're able to offer those. So what is this called again? Bed shaker? Is that a the bed name shaker. Yep. Okay. It's so, called a bed shaker. So if the listeners are in a different community, they can mm-hmm. call their local fire department, just like the regular phone number and just say, Hey, can I ask you, do you have a bed shaker available? Yep. Some may or may not, but you can probably purchase it if necessary. Correct. So um, this is a statewide program. Every fire department in Michigan should have this at their doorstep. Fantastic. If they don't, if they don't, then um, they can contact the state fire marshal's office and find out how to become a part of that program. And then they will receive those items, the smoke alarms, seal alarms, and the bed shakers for them to install in their communities. So I, I'm, you're saying the CO, the, the carbon monoxide. Yes. I have to tell a story just really quick because this is so important. Yep. And you probably know more than I do. I know you do about this particular topic. But I had a friend who called me not last December, the December before. And she said, Wendy, you're not going to believe what happened to my family. And I said, what? And she starts starts the story with everybody was sick. And first it was my son. And then it was my husband. And I wasn't getting sick. And she's going on and on and on. And the whole time she's talking, I'm thinking in my head, they had carbon monoxide poisoning. Correct. And she gets to the end of the story and she's like, we didn't have a, a, a what do they call it? The alarm system. Uh, yep, yep. The in, carbon monoxide alarm. In in my house. Yeah. And we all ended up going to the hospital and they had they had to be in oxygen chambers and all this yep. stuff. And I my heart like broke instantly. Yeah. Because there's one little act and it's purchasing the CO2. Put it put it plug it in. It's easy. Yep. It's yes. simple. It's easy. That would have saved a lot. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. what are some of those symptoms you get? When you have poisoning from carbon monoxide, mm-hmm. it's very flu-like. I mean, you're going to exhibit the same symptoms as flu. And unfortunately, with carbon monoxide, it's tasteless, odorless. You don't see it. You can't smell it. You can't. They it, had no idea. Nope, you have no idea it's there unless you have a carbon monoxide detector in your home. Uh, we just recently, last fall, had a couple who 
passed away from CO um, poisoning in their home. They were on vacation, they came home, and it was in their home. And without that notification, you know, you don't know. we you don't know. We really don't know. do not know. We don't know. know. And the other thing on this, too, is that they have an expiration date. These detectors, smoke detectors are good for 10 years only, and then they need to be replaced. And carbon monoxide are good for anywhere from six to seven years. Um, so making sure that those are up to date, most people don't check them. They don't look at the dates on them or they put them in and then they forget about them. So, um, but they're getting better and better. Uh, the alarms, now you can buy them that are a combination, whether it's a CO and smoke alarm in one. Um, I recommend having connected ones where if you don't have the wiring in your home, you can buy Bluetooth ones where when one goes off, they all go off. So you have that early notification. Again, you have two minutes to get out of your home. So we need to be notified as early as possible. So you said they all go off. So are you recommending one on each floor, correct? Yep. So the rule now um, in the code is one one smoke alarm on every floor, on every level, and then in one in every bedroom because we should be sleeping with our bedroom doors closed. So that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. And that goes back to the two minutes to get out um, because we've made our homes very efficient. And so they're very tight, like a box. And But what we've put in them is fuels that are oil-based, petroleum-based, and so smoke burns hotter. Uh, it's dark. It's black. And it's it makes us sleep deeper so we don't hear that smoke alarm. So sleeping with our bedroom doors closed gives us that barrier for uh, safety purposes. So Because um, smoke is what gets people. Fire doesn't usually get people. Smoke does. It's the smoke. It's the smoke. And because it's so thick and toxic, sleeping with that bedroom door closed gives you 10 minutes of protection in a safe space to be aware and make a decision. Can I get out the normal way or do I need to go out my window? Mm-hmm. So, yep. Sleeping with the bedroom doors closed isn't simple easy things, things. Well, no, but these are things people, we don't talk about this stuff. No, we don't. And that's why you're here today. Yes. To <laughs> <laughs> because we don't. And this is important. Yes. Yeah. And yep. most families, I got to be honest, our family, we keep, everyone keeps the door open. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's just, and it's just why? extra barrier. Because the dog yep. walks in between each house, in, in between each room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And when I talk to young parents and they're like, well, but my baby's in the next room over or my young child is in the other room. And that's where that plan comes into place. Because if you're both secure in what you're going to be doing in the event of uh, an incident of a fire, you know, you know that you're going your bedroom window, your child's going out their bedroom window, and you're going to meet at the mailbox. Exactly. We, we talk all the time about to the kids about having that meeting place. You know, if there's a plan in place and you're secure with it and you've practiced that plan, especially at night in the dark, then when it comes down to that, you're not going to create any new ideas when it's a stressful situation. So having that rote in you, that practice in you, when you when it comes time, you're both going to go out the windows. You're both going to end up in the same spot at the mailbox. Mm-hmm. And when we pull up, we know everybody's out safe. But without having that confidence because you haven't practiced, that's where the uneasiness comes into play. Well, the unknown is yeah, yeah. a huge question mark. And sure. you're like, I don't, where, are they still in? Are they out? Yes. And they could be standing in the backyard. Right? Yes. And then, yes. So I like that. Yes, definitely a plan. And especially if you have younger children and grandchildren, whatever it is. Right. 
definitely have these conversations with your family members, yep. all of your family members, yep. actually anyone who's staying in your house, even if you right. have visitors, right? Sure. Don't forget yes. anything happens, meet at the mailbox. Yes. Because anything could happen anytime. My parents were just in town and were with us for a week. Yeah. And they move a little slower. And, right. You know, so these are the things that would be the first thing I would be worried about. My kids are older, so they right. would be fine. But this is the stuff, um, listeners, that we all have to pay attention to. We have a ladder because our, our bedrooms are on the second floor. We yep. have a ladder um, in both of the bathrooms that everybody knows right. is there. So if need be, that's how we go. We don't jump. Right. <laughs> right. Which is probably what my kids would do. But right. yes. Yep. Well, and that's true too, as um, our population, the majority of our population is older seniors, right? So uh, we have multi-generational families living together. So being aware of the abilities of the people who are in your home and putting that practice into place. Everyone's plan is going to be different. Everyone's home is different. So there's really not a specific plan that I can hand out to someone and say, this is foolproof, do this. It comes down to the family practicing. And we'll be back in just a moment. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, preparing you for tomorrow today. We are here today with Jennifer Whitback from the fire department, who was a firefighter for 11 years and is now here in the community sharing education. And thank you. Like, this is information Mm -hmm. we all need to hear. And we forget, you know, we kind of take things for granted every once in a while. And until you're in the situation, are you like, oh, oh my goodness, what do we do now? So I love the pre-planning that you're talking about. And just when we were on break, she was saying it's really important to practice. It is. It's yep. something, yeah, practice like something's going to happen. Tell the kids to get into into the bedrooms, get the ladder out, show them how to use it. You know, this is all stuff they have to practice. Don't just keep it in the box in the bedroom. What good is that, right? Right, exactly. I mean, as firefighters, we train all the time on repetition because when we get into a serious situation at 3 a.m. and my gerbils aren't quite running on the treadmill, like, like, you know, I'm not quite awake yet, but I get in a situation, I rely back on my training. Um, we practice all the time mayday situations so that when we're in those situations, we can get ourselves out. We know what to do by instinct, not necessarily because we're creating this new idea. So practicing at night is so important. Most fires happen between 12, p- 12 a.m. and or 12 p.m. and 6 a.m. So it's going to happen at night, more than likely. Interesting. You know, we've gone to bed. We left the stove on. We've gone to bed. We left a candle burning. We went to bed. We threw a cigarette butt on the, the deck. We went to bed. We left something running in the dryer. We, it's those kinds of things. So um, that the statistics are they're going to happen at night. So practice at night when it's dark. Your home looks completely different than it does during the day. So practicing it at night is important. Well, and, you know, for seniors... Obviously, we go back to the hearing aids, and I love that you have the bed shaker op- option for them, Correct. but all the other things they need, their glasses. I mean, for goodness sake, right. my glasses are right next to my bed, too. Right, right, yeah, or a cell phone, making sure their cell phone is right next to them so that if there is a situation, or their pendant that they can push for 911, making sure that's a available to them on their bedside table so that when this does happen, as their bedroom door is closed and they're sleeping and they hear the smoke alarm go off or the bed shaker wakes them up, they, with that door closed, it gives them 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes to make a decision, to wake up, to get there where all feel the door. If it's hot, don't open it. But if it's not, open it and peek. If 
there's no smoke and it's just a battery that's gone dead in the smoke alarm, then it's okay to go out the normal way. But if you feel that door and it's hot, don't open it. If you open that door and there's smoke baking down, close the door and go to the window. Don't open the window if you don't have the door closed, though, because if you open the window, all that smoke, it's looking for oxygen. It's heated fuel. It's looking for oxygen, so it's going to come at you. So close the door, open the window, but practice it. Make sure that your windows can open. I was in a home yesterday. The um, lady was unsure if her window was even opened. So we practiced opening and closing the window just to ensure, even if she if it got bad enough and she decided she had to get out, she could actually open the window and get out. So practice those things. Good point. Good point. Because you're not thinking, how do I get out the window? Like on a daily basis. Right. <laughs> Right. You know, they have those little step stools too. As crazy as this all sounds, like I know where mine is just because I pull right. weeds with it. But right. <laughs> but you should have some sort of little step stool, even if you need to get up to get out of a window. To get out of the window, correct. And they should have their walker or their cane um, in their area. Um, have extra lighting in your bedroom, um, uh, motion sensor lighting. I know with my dad, we put it in the hallway so that when he got up and went to the bathroom at night, the motion sensor turned on the light at his feet so he could see to walk. Um, you could do that in your bedroom so you have extra light so that you can see because well, it's going to be dark. the second you start moving, having light yes. is huge. So yes. I love the motion sensor idea. Yes. It, it was perfect for him. It would go on when he went to the bathroom. It would go on when he came back and then it would go off on its own. Well, you so, know, back in the day, they had those clap on, clap off. Like, they did. <laughs> I don't even know if they yes. still make them. But yeah, I remember yeah. being like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. But yeah, we've graduated from that. We've got I, the I motion sensor. So. Yes. <laughs> But it's important um, for any senior, since we're talking about safety, at nighttime, a lot of seniors are up using the bathroom. Yes. And if you don't have little nightlights for your uh, loved ones, please get those immediately yes. and in the in the bathroom nightlights so that they can at least get safely from their bed into the bathroom. And Correct. believe it or not, they actually have toilet bowl lights now. That change colors. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I bought those oh my for goodness. every family member. My, ah. they're all. They know every year they're getting something right. to do with something related to seniors. But I was like, you know, if you have to go to the bathroom and you don't want to turn on the light in the actual, you know, bathroom, you could actually get there with the night lights and then the toilet bowls lit up. Right. Anyway, right. you'd be shocked, listeners, what's <laughs> out there. I'm not going to lie. So these are the things that we're talking about, so that right. you can be thinking what would be the safest thing for right. me. And making sure that they're up to date because smoke alarms are only good for 10 years. CO alarms are only good for six to seven years. Um, so making sure that they're up to date. We've been in plenty of homes where the smoke detectors just didn't go off and they had them in the home, but it's because either a battery was missing or they were out of date. So making sure that they're up to date. The batteries now have 10-year lithium-ion batteries in them, so the seniors don't have to worry about getting up on a ladder or um, changing out those batteries. They don't have to remember that. So they're good for 10 years, and in 10 years you just replace the whole unit. Um, there's several different kinds of uh, smoke alarms out there as well. There's the uh, combination ones where it's smoke and CO, so it's only one unit, um, and it's got the 10-year battery in it. So there's lots of options out there, but making sure that they're up-to-date is important. And they should be one on every level and one in every bedroom. And then the CO should be one on every level. Because we get CO from our gas-powered appliances. We get them from our furnaces, our water heaters, dryers, and stoves. So having it one on every level ensures that if there's a problem, you're notified as it's coming up into those bedrooms. 
before it gets there. Excellent. No, this is very good information. And you, if they can't check the batteries, can they call the fire department and they'll come Absolutely. out and help them with that? Because it does make me nervous. The last thing we need is a senior getting up on a ladder and Absolutely. falling. Yep. So call your local fire department. Don't call 911. Call your right. local f- fire department and ask them, could you please schedule a visit to come out and help us with this? Absolutely. And just about any fire department will do that for their residents. So it's just calling and making uh, them known that they need some help. The other question I had, and I'm not sure how many fire departments offer this, but I've heard of a program called Lift and Assist. If a senior is on the ground, like cannot get off the ground, um, there is a lift and assist that some of the fire departments offer. So I'm not sure if yours does, but if but seniors just know you can make a phone call and say, do you have this program available? Because it's hard sometimes if you're over a certain weight, yeah. and, and I'm just going to throw this out there, and you probably know better than I do, roll over to your belly mm-hmm. and then put your hands up and then your knees. So you're like mm-hmm. on like a tabletop, right? Yes. Yep. And that's yep. how you, and that's the best way to, because people try to, you know, use your stomach muscles, which aren't there anymore as we age. Right. <laughs> so you need to remember to roll over. I've got a visual in my head and literally push up with your arms and get onto your knees. And then you can grab a chair with your hands and pull because you've got to keep those leg muscles strong. I tell everybody, yes. walk, 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 walk. Yes. Keep your leg muscles as strong as possible because the last thing you need is to be stuck on a floor and not able to get out of Absolutely. And that was one of the things, um, my dad lived with me and that was one of the things that I was on him all the time about was building those legs, having that strength. Um, because we've been on plenty of calls where there was people who have fallen and had been there for a significant amount of time on the floor because they couldn't get to their phone or they didn't have a pendant to push. And we've gotten there and they're, they're embarrassed and they're, you know, they're like, I should have called and, or I should have, been able to get up off the floor. So, um, so yeah, having strength is, is an important thing for sure. So let's talk about the growing senior population okay. and, and then how it's affected the response needs of the fire department. Cause that's a good topic. So, um, just alone last year, Rochester Hills had 8,000 calls. 30% of our calls last year were helping seniors get up off the floor or for falls. So um, it's this is across the United States, though. Our baby boomers are our biggest generation, our biggest population right now. And right now in Rochester Hills, we have more senior adults than we do school-age children. So this is definitely on the grow. And with 28 senior living uh, communities here in Rochester just Hills. Just in our community just here. Just in our community here. So um, our calls are really focused a lot on our seniors. And so anything I can do if our education, um, getting out and putting up those smoke alarms, so they're not getting on ladders. Um, if we find that I'm, we're going to someone's home over and over and over again, I will follow up with that person and find out if there's other resources that I can direct them to, like the OPC, um, like Next Step for Seniors. Um, there's other, I have a, a, a huge um, plethora of resources, a, of resources yeah. yeah, that we can, if someone needs a handrail, let's get a handrail put in. If someone needs a ramp, let's get a ramp put in. If they need lighting, let's help them get lighting. So um, if we find that we're going to someone's home multiple times, yep, then we will make sure that we follow up and find out what other resources we can. Well, and this is good for listeners, really. If you're calling the fire department 
multiple times, there is, there's a bigger problem. Right. So we need to get to the, to the root of the problem and put some supportive services around you so that you feel safe and secure in your home. And that's when you call next steps for seniors, 248-651-5010. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our Next Steps for Seniors program, where we walk you through life, and we walk you through changes, and we help you be more educated and prepared for what the future holds. And one of the things that the future holds is very, very, very common is a fall. It happens And you need to be as strong as you can possibly be because what you don't want is to break something and end up worse than you were before the fall. And it's very common as we age. So our goal today is to talk about that. How do we avoid slip and falls? The number one thing, and you tell me, Jennifer, that I keep feeling nighttime. We talked about getting to the bathroom and showers, bathrooms. Bathrooms are a huge fall risk and... Listeners, if you don't already have a grab rail, and I've got a really particular way I like them, anywhere you touch your hand when you get into the shower is where there should be a grab bar. Correct. I totally agree with that. And if you don't have one, please call because we have resources. You have resources. I have resources. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to have Jennifer give you her number right now so you have it, listeners, if you're in the local area. So my phone number um, for any questions or concerns you may have regarding fire safety, life safety, um, I'll give you my direct line. It's 248-841-2705. 248-841-2705. That's my direct line, and that's for anyone who may have a concern or a question regarding fire safety or life safety in general. Um, anything we can do to help, um, that's what we're here for. The, I just want you to keep in mind about the shower. So my my couple ideas that I'm going to throw out, and then I'll have you too, Jennifer, throw some out, um, is to put some sort of like a suction or something on the floor. So the, the, the floors are slippery. The floors are slippery, yes. So what do you Agreed. recommend for that? I mean, they have these pads now you can put in there to, that'll keep it. In the foot. shower, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I actually have one in my shower as well. Um, it just keeps that from being slick. Um, and because it suctions, it stays to the tile, and it, it gives you something for stability, so it's not as slick. Especially once we start using soap and shampoo and and all that, and a buildup that can happen on the bottom of a shower. The other thing is is places to hang the towel close to the shower. So right outside of my shower, I have those little hooks. So the ho- the towel can be hanging there. You don't need to get out, walk over, and get pick up your towel. Please have a hook right next to your showers, and the grab bar when you walk in. And when you walk out, you need one on both sides, if depending on how you're getting an in and out of the shower. Correct. And one along, I, I say, you know, parallel, right? Sure. Um, so please, listeners, if you don't know, there are companies out there that will come to your home free of charge, do an assessment of safety, and then you, yes, you have to pay for the grab bars, but at least you know that you're going to be safe. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. And that leads me to um, a personal story that happened to me, my dad lived with me um, last year, and um, he actually got out of the shower and slipped getting out of the shower because normally he puts his towel on the toilet, and that day he didn't. It was on the back of the door. So he had to step off of his bath mat onto the tile floor, and he slipped and fell and broke his neck. 
he broke the C2 vertebrae and the C2 nodule that goes into the C1. And so because of that, he was um, very stationary. He was very stagnant. He wasn't able to move too much because he was trying to heal his neck. Well, he also has CHF. And because of Which that... Which is congestive heart failure. Congestive heart failure. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we're very much into acronyms in the fire service. Um, but yeah, congestive heart failure. And so because of his inability to move and get around... Um, which he was very active. He was an archer. He uh, coached kids. He was very, very passionate about it. But because of the break and being stationary, the CHF built up, and within two weeks he had passed away. So it's it's heartbreaking, But and I didn't know I needed a practical application to what I teach, but it's very true. We need to have those hooks closer. We need to make sure that getting in and out of the shower is a safe space and doing anything we can as far as grab bars and all that to, and a bath mat to make sure that it's not slick is very, very important. Because one fall or one little minor thing that you think might not be a big deal could be detrimental to change your life forever. Exactly. And, you know, we don't want to live in fear. I mean, I I do want to say this. So we have to live our lives. Sure. But we also can live smart and have the right, you know, support that we need for where we are at that stage in our lives. Exactly. So, you know, we shouldn't be on a ladder going up five steps if we're over the age of 75. I mean, right. our neighbor, his his dad was on the roof fixing something and he was 75 years old and he fell yeah. and broke his neck. Oh my now, gosh. Now, not to say a 40-year-old couldn't fall off of sure. a roof, but we just need to be a little bit, we're not quite as quick, we're not quite as strong, be a little smarter because use yeah. the wisdom that God's given us, yes. right? <laughs> As we age, we get a right. little wiser. Right. So we just need to be a little bit more um, aware. Right. Right. And that's why we wanted to share the story. And thank you for sharing yes. that. I know Absolutely. that's hard. It's yes. it's a it's a mm-hmm. difficult moment, but it's going to help so many other people, which is what you're here for. Right. So thank you for doing what you do yeah, because we need that. to hear this information so we can be better prepared. Exactly. As we age, yeah. let's talk a little bit about the file uh, file of life. Right. Okay. So the file of life is a um, little pouch. It has a magnetic strip on the back, and there's a card inside of it. And inside on that card, you can put all kinds of medical information uh, next to contact. Contact, uh, emergency contact. If for some reason us as paramedics, we have to come in to your home and help you with a medical situation and you cannot talk to us or you're unconscious, it's a challenge sometimes for us because we have to run around the house. People don't have medications all in one spot. They have them in their bathroom. They have them in their next to their chair. They have them in the kitchen. And so by the time we kind of do investigative work and we put all those clues together to find out what conditions you may have, it's all right here in the file of life. It goes on the refrigerator. The firefighters know, the paramedics know to look for it, and it's all right there. We can help you as quick as we can. The other thing that can go in the file of life um, in the pouch is a DNR. DNRs are very, very important. Do not, not resuscitate. resuscitate. <laughs> Again, sorry, the acronyms. Um, the, your do not resuscitate paperwork because do not resuscitate doesn't, there, there's different levels of do not resuscitate. But that paperwork has to be in front of us. Otherwise, we have to continue to give care as we gave an oath to do is to preserve life. So unless that paperwork is right in front of us, we have to continue to do what we're called to do. So that's a good place to put that because it's got all the medical information. It's got the do not resuscitate paperwork. The next person to contact is all in one spot, and it just makes us 
able to help you quicker. So I never knew there was different levels of do not resuscitate. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Can you share with that just really quick? Like Um, if they're not, if you showed up and someone was not breathing, you would automatically do resuscitation. Yep. Unless they had a DNR. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Because some people, they, they don't want extraneous measures. They don't want to be on a life support system. They want us to do care up until that point. So, but that will be spelled out in a do not resuscitate order. So there's different levels of them. So, but having that paperwork in front of us Mm -hmm. gives us a clue as to what we're need to be held to. So in seniors, I got to be honest, I believe the average senior is on between 11 and 15 different medications. At least. And if that is the case, how in the world would uh, an emergency person have any idea? Right. And if there's something like Coumadin, for example, so that thins your blood and you couldn't go into surgery immediately if you were on Coumadin. So that's the kind of information they're looking for. That's why the file of life is so important. And if you don't already have one, please call Jennifer. She can get one to you. Absolutely. And give your number one more time. I can mail it if they just want it mailed. They don't even have to come in and get it. I can mail it right to them. Uh, My phone number again is 248-841-2705. Yeah, they can just call and I will put it in the mail, get, get right over to them. Well, and what's interesting... You know, there's a lot of different types of refrigerators now. They're not mm-hmm. all as magnetic as they right. used to be. Where would you recommend they put it if they can't put it right on the refrigerator? Somewhere close, just on the counter, even next to it, next to the refrigerator. Okay. Um, or I've it heard could of be... people putting it in the freezer. Oh, wow. Believe it or not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's common. Yeah. But they're like, oh, yeah, the next safest place is inside your fridge. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I don't know that we would, yeah, I don't know that we would, we would look there. We would do a quick scan of the refrigerator. If it wasn't there, then we would just move on to trying to gather as much information as Put it as close to the fridge as you can. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Yep. It's safe, it's good, it's smart. And if you need one, please call Jennifer and get one. And fill that out to the best of your ability. Anything will help. And do yes. you also have the D- the DNRs available? I do not because they have to get that from their doctor. Okay. That's so assigned. next time you go to your, your primary care physician, ask them for um, a do not resuscitate. And that document can be kept in the file of life yep. card. Absolutely. Because that's important. You know, some yes. people don't want a trach. If, they're, if they can't breathe, don't put a trach in me. Right. Or a feeding tube right. is another thing that's extremely common, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And I don't know what the percentage of people that come off of a feeding tube is, but I would say, you know, really put some thought into this stuff. Correct. Correct. Yep. Definitely put some yep. thought. Is there anything that they can be doing that would help you besides the file of life card as far as getting in and out of the home? Uh, making sure that we can see their address. We have a challenge sometimes finding addresses. You can purchase the green label, um, the reflective addresses um for nighttime yep for nighttime we have a really hard time um the letters the numbers should be big and they should be in contrasting to your home colors um uh they should be on the mailbox okay we're going to take a quick break this is wendy jones and you're listening to the patriot fm 101.5 am 1400 welcome back to next steps for seniors the program that prepares you for tomorrow today and we're here today with jennifer 
And I'm so blessed because she has brought so much information to all of us, not just to our seniors, but to all of us to be more aware of our surroundings, to pay attention to some of the things like the address, like you were just talking about, because it would be hard. That's the biggest thing is time. And if you can't find the house that you're going to because you can't see the address, that's a problem. So what what are you talking about as far as there's reflector things or how? Yep. So there's um, the green, have you ever seen like the green highway signs? They're reflective. Well, you can purchase those as address signs to attach to your mailbox and then it has the white lettering that goes on it and that's a huge thing for us because when the lights hit it of course at night we can see it really well Um, but even if you don't have that on your home it should be large numbers it should be in contrasting colors to your home so if you have brown siding it should be a white number so we can really see it because well, from if the we, road. Yeah, yeah, and it's from the road. It's walking out to the road and looking at your home. If you can't see your address, we're not going to be able to see it either. And so it takes us that much longer. Our CAD systems and our trucks um, are awesome, but it's not going to get us right to the house. As we're driving down the road, you know, if we have to turn around and come back because we missed it, that's just more time that we could have had helping you get better quicker. Mm -hmm. So making sure that we can find you, that is one of the top ways right off the bat that we can, we can help you as quick as we can. And one other thing, so the address is important for sure. Is there anything else efficiently wise I had a client once who the front door was locked, apparently, and I don't know if someone asked her to open the door or something like that, because they had, they actually broke the door down, which is what you're going to do if it's locked. Right, right. Yeah, we're pretty good about getting in a door without destroying the door. Um, we we train um, for that kind of stuff. But there is um, a Knox box, a residential Knox box that they can purchase. Um, that they can, it hangs over the door and it, um, the fire department has the only key to it and we can, they can put their front door key in it. They have to have us come lock it up. And then if there's an emergency there, then we can use our, our key to open that box, get out the front door key and get in without doing any damage to the door. And all they have to do, they have to go on, um, kitta.com and they can see all the options for those. Some have them inset. And right into their um, brick, you can have them done that way too. Already. If you have someone who mm-hmm. can do that for you, they can inset it so that it's in something. But again, we have to come lock up that box because we have the key for it. Okay. And what's the website again? Can you K- spell that out? It's Kidda, K-I-D-D-E dot com. Okay. Most Excellent. people say Kitty, but it's Kidda. Okay. It's K-I-D-D-E dot com. Yep. So... Uh, you know, anyone who's calling the emergency or the uh, fire department frequently for sure would want to have that because if something does happen, you want them to be able to get into the house quickly and efficiently. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing is, is if someone had a key in a specific spot, they can call the non-emergent number um, through the sheriff's department and let them know that where they, it's at. That where it's at, they can put that into the notes. So if we come to your home, then it comes up in the call. Um, notes so we know where to find that key Perfect. or if there's um if you had a different kind of lock and it's got a number a code on it they can put that into the notes so when we come to your home we have that ahead of time so we know how to get in and well and if confusion. you're in a hurry i mean most people have the garage pad too now yes yep. um so that would be something you could call and give you yep. if it's not emergent emergent you know exactly. you can spend some time going through the garage yep the other thing too is that if you have someone in your home who has 
um, who is a quadriplegic or is has special needs, that kind of thing that we may need to know about, you can also call that non-emergent number and give them that detail and put they can put that in the notes so that we know when we get there we've got someone who's got autism and is nonverbal or something like that. Excellent. No, I think this is all good information. I do also like lights on at night. Yes. On the front porch. A lot of people are like, oh, it's too expensive to leave. What if something happens? It's so much easier to have your light on. Yes. So we can see the address. That would be, that's very, very helpful. Is there anything else you can think of? I, I like this conversation because I think it's important for people to, to be thinking about. Sure. And, you know, it, I'm just going to throw this out too. I've seen people leave their garage door openers in their car and their car in their driveway mm-hmm. and either forget to lock it or they break into the car. People are breaking into cars, grabbing right. the garage door and going into the house through the garage. Ah, so please yep. park your cars in the garage or bring your garage door in with you, your opener. Right. Do not leave them in the cars. Um, I've just heard way too many stories, not good stories right. of people breaking into cars and doing that. So we just want to be aware, smart, sure. Absolutely. you know, parking your car under lights, even at, you know, the malls and things like that. Correct. Especially for women and seniors, like really mm-hmm. pull in forward so it's easy to get out and also park uh, where there's lights at. Uh, just little things like that make life so much easier. It does. It does. And it makes it safer. So I was in, I was on the highway um, in a traffic jam and I mean, it was backed up both lanes and, and a fire, I mean, literally a huge fire truck was trying to get through. What do you recommend when you're in that situation? Are you just supposed to get to the either side as quick as possible so they can go through the middle or do you want everyone going to the right? I felt like nobody knew what to do yep. and this poor truck was trying to get through. I wanted right. to get out in like direct traffic. Right. <laughs> But what, yeah. what, what do you do with yeah. situations like it, that when you're trying to get... Get over to the right if you can, if you can. So even if you're in the left lane and everyone's coming, you everybody goes to the right. Yeah, okay. it, it's easier. We'll take that center lane if, if we can, because most people are going to go to the right. They're going to they're gonna part the way to the right so we can go up the center. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times it's just being aware, watching in your rear listening. view mirror and listening for that, that siren I mean, we're we're pretty big, we're pretty loud, um, but yeah, just being aware. And if Pay everyone's attention. going one direction, just make sure you're all going in that direction so we can get through. Yeah, I mean, I keep thinking it could be my loved one that they're getting to. So let's get up. Right. people move, please. Let's yes, this, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, make it easier. Get up on the yeah. grass because <laughs> you can't. Like that yes. big old fire truck, it's, it's almost impossible to drive down the. You know, you it need is. the road in order to do it. So right. I can't thank you enough for what you do every day. Oh, I think this I is so. Imp- this is just so incredibly important. Uh, we've got uh, four minutes left in the program. I would like you to just kind of what are the most important takeaways that you would like our listeners in case they're just tuned in for the first time right now to, to know to take away from today's program well the top three um off the top of my head are sleep with your bedroom doors closed we know that we have super toxic things that are in our home and when they burn they burn quick and they burn fast it's not like chicago fire where you can see through a fire it's very black it's very heavy when we go into a structure fire we can't see any further than the hands in front of our face so making sure you sleep with that bedroom door closed to protect you from those chemicals that are coming at you so that you can hear that smoke alarm and you can have time to get out of make a decision of what your plan is going to be and how you're going to escape 
Um, the other one is having working smoke alarms and carbon monoxide alarms in your home. There should be one on every floor and in every bedroom for smoke alarms, one on every floor for your CO. Um, that CO is, you can't see it, you can't taste it, you don't know it's there unless you have an alarm. And making sure that they're up to date. They're only good for 10 years. Um, if they're beyond that, make sure you get them replaced. If you're a senior and you need batteries replacing them, please call me and we'll get them taken care of. And then the last thing is having an escape plan. We don't create any new ideas in a stressful situation, making sure that we know how we're going to get out, creating confidence in our families that we know that there's a plan and practicing it and practicing it at night to ensure that we know how we're going to get out. And my biggest takeaway is the file of life. I would yes. love if every person listening to this program had that with yes. all their medications in it, their do not resuscitate in it. This is pertinent information for the, for the fire department to have. I wanted to say we have a couple minutes left. I wanted to just share with, oh, you have an event coming up. Uh, uh, we do our open house in yes. October. In yep. October. So if you're interested in attending that, definitely call Jennifer. You mm -hmm. can probably see it where on the website or where is it marketed? Yep, yep. Okay. They're going to they're gonna start putting it out there. Um, it's on October. I'm a little bit ahead of the game. You are, but, but that's okay. I, 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 I try and think ahead. So <laughs> so short term, we yes. have an event, um, Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. So we have a 501c3 uh, that is helping our seniors that fall in the forgotten middle. They may not qualify for low-income programs, but they don't have the funds to move into some of these beautiful senior living communities. So we are helping them financially, physically, and spiritually. And our big fundraiser is on June 20th, and it's not too late to get tickets. So if you're interested, please, please call the office at 248 651 5010. This is an opportunity to come and hear personal stories from seniors of how we were able to step in as a team from Next Steps for Seniors Foundation and change their lives. So it's a blessing. I hope that you can come. I hope that you can hear the stories and just be more aware of kind of what we're doing and how you can help us. Uh, reach out to these seniors because like Jennifer said, we're going to have more seniors than ever before in history. And we all need to be more aware. And you know, the Bible says, honor your father, father and mother and your days will be long upon the earth. So I just want to challenge all of us. This is truth. We need to honor our elders. They're wise. They're smart. They're amazing. Let's listen to them. Let's tune into them and let's care for them. You're listening to The Patriot at FM 101.5 AM 1400. Be blessed today. Reach out and touch someone. And if you haven't seen your loved ones lately, go take a visit. Bless you and have a great day. FM 101.5 AM 1400, The Patriot. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.